Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. in our world, more light, love, and positivity is needed than ever. Oftentimes, we can get caught up in the fear-mongering of the media or get trapped in our own negative thinking. These are the times it is important to come together and share our stories and create more light between us so we can be a beacon of light to others. Three amazing women join me today. Shelley Bond, Jenny Hay, and Sarah Bakrati join me to share their stories, their light, and their love with you, as together we work to ignite the spark within us all. This is The Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James. I want to welcome each one of you to The Spark. Shelly Bond. Thank you for having us. We're so excited to be here. Oh, I'm excited to have you. Sarah Bakrati. Hi. Hi. And Jenny Hay. Uh, This is like a dream come true. Thank you for having me, having us. Well, I'm so happy to have you, ladies. This is something I haven't done. I haven't done having more than one guest at a time. So this is a really unique experience. Yeah, this is wonderful. So each one of you shares in this mission to bring more light and love to this planet. So as we enter this new paradigm shift into what Bruce Lipton and Steve Behrman call the fourth basal paradigm, and that is the one where we become more world-minded, we start to see that we are all in this together and we're all interconnected. So as a part of the emerging new world, we each have an important part to play. So each one of you bring your own unique talents and gifts to the table. And so what I want to ask each one of you is just if you'd start with, though, just give a brief background into just what is what brought you to where you are today. What's kind of guided you on this mission? So, Jenny, what is it that um, has kind of brought you to where you are now? Tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about your background. Well, I think like my earliest memory of what brought me to where I am right now is just being a, a little girl, like nine years old and thinking like there, there's something really big, bigger than me, but not really understanding it. And so kind of searching for that answer from the time I was small until, you know, um, fast forward to being a teenager and thinking like, is God real? Is um, love real? Going into college, taking philosophy classes, like only philosophy classes and trying to understand this bigger meaning of life. Really just finding a place in me that was curious and that would like take me. Basically, I've, I've always been searching for an answer, like what is this and what am I meant to do and what am I supposed to be doing? And so I have four children. I'll mention I actually have five children. One's a little bit older, but four children in the home right now. And I have always wanted them to be the change in the world since I had kids. And so I've I've always been kind of the weirdo, like in, in parent groups, like I always do things a little bit differently. I always see things a little bit differently. And I've always taken pride in that and known there was something really right about that. And as my kids were growing, I found a lot of podcasts, actually, which is why I said this is a dream come true, because I've always wanted to be on a podcast or maybe have my own podcast, you know, share the things that I've learned with other people. 
So I had read a lot of books, listened to a lot of podcasts, kind of gotten into the entrepreneurial world and found that I really enjoy sharing the information I have with other people. And in hearing other people, it has brought me to new ideas and new paradigm shifts like you're talking about. And I started to realize that there, to me, it seemed like there was a lack of love in the world. And at that point, like thinking that maybe I was a Christian and I believed in God, which is a wonderful thing. And I felt really good about it. But it kind of I started to feel like, well, why do we exclude? Why are we excluding people? And I always felt like there was this bigger love that everybody deserved and that really was in everybody and that we could share with everybody. And so in that, I started going within and finding my own love and sharing that love with my children and my family and my friends and starting to change my thoughts from kind of fear-based thoughts and thinking things were wrong to thinking that like, ooh, I can get in control of that and I can think things are right. I don't have to listen to all the bad stuff, the bad news. I can focus on the things that are good. And I started seeing that like the stuff you hear about the secret and the law of attraction is actually true. It brings you to more people that are thinking the way that you're thinking. And it puts you in a position of feeling like feeling more loved and feeling like you're sharing more love. So that's where I am now. And I feel like I just, I have a lot of information that I want to share and I have a lot of tools that I want to share and I use them all every day and it helps me become a better person. It helps me understand life a little bit better and it helps me understand the beyond better. And from knowing you, I know that that is truly, you know, these aren't just words, you live this Mm -hmm. and it is a daily practice for you. And and we're going to be talking more about that to help share with the audience some of the ways that we can stay centered during this turbulent time in our world. Sarah, for you, give us a little bit of your background, if you would, and kind of what's brought you to right now. So I actually grew up in Sweden. (laughs) So Um, I uh, got here as a teenager and just, you know, kind of had some culture shock and it kind of threw me off for a little while. But what I wanted to say is that my daughter, who is really my guide in everything, I have no doubt about that. (laughs) She is the one that is like, hey, mom, this is something you need to focus on. And she does it in whatever anxiety behavior stuff. And I and I have been listening and I've been so proud of myself (laughs) because I have listened to her since she was in kindergarten and really noticing what is she teaching me. And she is definitely a mirror to me. And I didn't even know that I was on this journey where I've gotten because obviously I was not knowing. I was just following the little tiny steps and getting here where I am now. But she, uh, through her anxiety, I just had to explore things that felt right because the situation we got into did not feel right to me. And it was just easy for me somehow to follow her guidance. And it's brought me to being um, just a little bit more aware of like what Jenny was talking about, my thoughts and how the light is really inside of us. And there's so many things that we can create from a very mindful place. And it's just so amazing to see how everything switches when you can look at other people as your teacher. And knowing that we all have something that we're bringing to the table and that we all have something to share. And it's okay for a mom of four 
to look at her children and and see what are they teaching me today? What are they mirroring back to me? And I just ended up on this journey of just trying to help my children feel that they were so special and that they were important and that they are not just these smaller people, that they are actually equals with us. So for me, it's been a lot about learning this through my children and just being very intentional and mindful about that. And and fast forwarding a little bit, what really has turned a lot of things is my sister getting diagnosed with breast cancer about three years ago, because what happened was this BRCA1 mutation showed up and, you know, it showed up for Hannah and it showed up for me. And I just didn't know how to deal with the, the contrast of our story was so different. Here we are, two sisters, and we both have the same mutation that puts us in this high risk for cancer, breast cancer. And I'm having to figure out how to support her getting sicker and me getting to take care of it. So there was this huge polarity of like the contrast of our situation. And so I had to figure out a way to release and be okay and forgive myself and forgive her. And how am I going to get through this? And so I actually found something called EFT tapping, which is an emotional freedom technique. And for me, that was like the light in the dark because it gave me a way to voice all the things I couldn't necessarily tell her because she told me I cannot do anything but take care of myself. I cannot be there for you. And as much as that hurt, it was like, I totally get it. (laughs) You have got to do you. And she so strong and she gave me so much strength, but she gave me an opportunity to, to figure this out from the inside because she told me she couldn't do that for me. And it gave me almost like, well, I can't do that for her, but I can be here and I can support from afar. And that's kind of what I started doing is, so I got very much in my head and my heart about from a distance, how can I lift, you know, her spirits? How can I, how can I love more? How can I do all these things from a faraway place? So it's so crazy how we can do that. Like we don't have to be next to each other. We don't have to do all this. We can actually do this so much from our minds and our hearts. And um, so I got on that journey like that and I, and the EFT tapping became, I think right away, I was like, this is amazing for me, but this is so amazing for my kids. And so I started practicing with them right away. And I'm now an EFT tapping practitioner because this work is so important to me and it gives us a way to voice. We're so afraid sometimes to say the stuff. We don't mm-hmm. want to admit to it. And if we're on to on this manifesting journey and we know that what we say and whatever will come. So we're afraid to, well, I can't say this stuff then. So I had kind of like an experience where, okay, so all of my spiritual friends and everybody who I know that are into manifesting, they're almost a little bit afraid to voice it as well because they don't want to bring it into their experience. And then the people that never voice anything were afraid as well. And when you say bringing it into their experience, you're talking about the negative. To be able to speak the negative negative and and in EFT tapping, as I'm also certified, I know that it's, it's about taking it out of your body. You're literally like tapping this negativity out. Out, yeah. And by voicing all the stuff that's stuck inside, it loses its power over you. And by tapping, we're interrupting that fight or flight response and we're able to just have better feeling thoughts. And so for me, in my situation with my sister, it was me being able to stay in my own and finding forgiveness and finding my own power. And so that's what I really want to share is that we all have this inside of us. We have all the answers. Everything we need is within us and we're fully supported. Thank you for sharing that. And I know Hannah, for every person in this room, has been a teacher. Yes. And she was very significant, is still. Mm -hmm. I will share that Hannah has passed away and her life and her death has been 
I think, a huge teacher to each one of us. And what huge lessons and gifts she gave you Mm -hmm. through you learning how to take care of yourself, more deeply love yourself. Yes. And get in touch with, I can be this light, even if I'm not right next to you. Yes. Right? I I can actually be holding your hand, Mm -hmm. so to speak, or holding your heart from right here. Yes. I had to do that a lot because she didn't always want me nearby. I think the contrast of our our journeys were a little too much sometimes. But I decided that that didn't matter, that that I could do my part. And I think that that's one of the important pieces for all of us. Actually, Shelly and Jenny are sisters, blood sisters. Uh, The four of us have come together in this really unique and powerful sisterhood. Yes, Um, And it's a gift that we share. And so knowing Hannah myself and loving her, I think it's just been such an important part of this journey that that's one of her lessons, I think, for us. Yes. Was teaching us about the true meaning of sisterhood. And then Jelly Bond, tell you. tell us a little bit about your journey. Mm, my journey. As we're on this topic of sisterhood, I am the middle sister of five girls. And I so much identified with that middle sister being, I don't know why, but I always felt lost and like I was just the middle man and it was like the bigger sisters and the the younger sisters and it was just me. So I identified with being the quiet one. So I always kept pretty quiet most of my life. And I feel in the past five years, I have had this awakening, some may call it a spiritual awakening, where I have truly found my authentic self. And it's interesting. It started by reading one book called The Miracle Morning, which my sister Jenny had sitting on her counter for like months. And I remember looking at that book thinking, a self-help book. I don't need help. Like I could, I could help myself. And I peeled open this book and it was this beautiful book about waking up before the sun and doing the things that you need to do to take care of yourself. So I have three kids and they were super duper duper tiny. And this would mean sometimes going to bed at midnight or one and waking up at five with five hours of sleep. And I would wake up and I remember sitting in my backyard and it was really cold in the mornings and I would shiver and I'd go out with a hot tea and I would hold my hot tea and I would look at the birds and I would breathe and I would read and I would journal. And I slowly just started waking up to me by taking time for me because I didn't do things for myself before because I got so lost in being a mom, as all of you mamas can identify with in here. And this journey has led me to yoga. And I'm 35 now. And a year ago, I about a year and a half ago, I had this thought of maybe I could become a yoga teacher because yoga is this thing that just keeps coming to me. But I've been pushing it away because I had this fear of, I'm too old to go to school. I can't do something new. And actually, I met for a coffee drink with you, lovely Stephanie James. And I shared all of my fears and insecurities about trying something new. And I was in the beauty industry as a hairstylist for 14 years. So I identified with that role in my life. And I thought I couldn't change. And you were just so encouraging to me and saying, you can do whatever you want. There's no limits on your life. And so I just had this idea and it just came to slowly came to fruition. And my husband was like, what? You're crazy. You always have new ideas. You want to do something new. I'm also an inspired writer and a painter and I'm just dabbling in a lot of things. And I think that is one of my biggest strengths and weaknesses is because I like to get my hands in a little bit of everything. So I did. I did it. I went to yoga school and it was really scary. And I had to make myself get in front of 22 people and teach And I learned how to breathe because it's so crazy. We all take our breath so for granted. I didn't realize I was holding my breath all the time. And I really tapped into how we can breathe, how we can move. And this huge aspect of yoga for me was just 
more awakening on the spiritual journey and tuning in to that love and that light within my heart and noticing that everybody has light inside of their heart. And as I look around and I see moms at school and I see people, I even noticed my clients that were in my chair when I did hair, just so trapped in negative feelings, thoughts, and emotions. And now here we are and I did it and I went to yoga yoga school and I'm a registered with the Yoga Alliance and I teach once a week. I'm teaching this baby and me. So it's mommies and babies, which is so special and near and dear to my heart because I was such a vulnerable mommy and I didn't know how to reach out. So here I am just teaching this week with all these mommies who are feeling like really insecure about their bodies, about how they're thinking and crazy and frantic about their babies making sounds. And I can be that beacon, that light in their darkness. And I can share affirmations and I can share my love and my light and encourage them to be their best selves. And that's where I am. I'm here to just spread this awareness and this awakening and for everyone to know that they can wake up to their lives too, just how I did, because I once was trapped in the darkness and there's light. That is so beautiful. Thank you. And it's been such a pleasure to watch you on your journey um, the last couple of years that, that we've been close and that I've gotten to know you and and just shared this wonderful sisterhood with you and and watch you. you just blossom. Oh, thank you. It has absolutely just been a gift. I feel the same way with you. You have also blossomed so much and you have been such an integral part of me growing and being my best self. You are a mentor and in this amazing soul sisters light in my life. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Let's talk a little bit about how we came together. Oh, I, I mean, we mentioned that Hannah, Hannah was a part of that. Yes. And I think, you know, and you said since she's passed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she was a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine and a friend of Shelly's. And so after she passed, it was really easy to connect with Sarah in a way that was like beyond us. It was like Hannah brought us together and said, hey, my sister lost her sister and you know, to Hannah, to me felt like a sister. And so it was a really, it was for me, it was just really natural. And, you know, I didn't really know Sarah before, oddly enough. And so I, when I did finally get to know her, she had, she's just such an important person in my life. And it is, if Hannah wouldn't have passed away, I don't know if it would have been that way. And so in the last few months, getting to spend so much time and to grow with her and to lean on her Mm -hmm. and to, she fills me up like every day and just get to talk to her and be with her has been such a gift. And I know that it's beyond me and she shares Hannah's love and her own love. So Yes, it's crazy to also think of a year from now when Hannah was super sick and almost getting ready to pass. Mm. You were not a part of my life. And now I can't imagine without you. It's (laughs) you bring so much joy and inspiration to my life. And same with same with you, Stephanie. Like you are just this daily anchor of like inspiration Mm -hmm. and love and joy and this group of women in this room, the energy is palpable and Mm -hmm. it is so much Mm -hmm. love and so much light. I feel like we were all brought together divinely to help raise the vibrations of love on this planet. Yeah. Well, and it's so interesting because each of us is so different than the next, but we all bring something so important that is so special and we collaborate so well together. Yes. And I wanted to say, I think that I don't even remember exactly how we all got where we are today as far as our friendship and our soul sisterhood, but... Part of I feel like one of the first things I remember after Hannah passing was I just wanted answers, I guess. Like, and I think that you guys were able to like heal part of that for me. You did that yeah, for me. You too. did it. 
Thank yeah. you. And you did that for you too, Sarah. Yeah. 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 You know, I, and so it's interesting. And I think it's important, you know, the, when we look at serendipity and how it shows up in our lives, I think everyone can reflect back to times where it's like, I have no idea how this path led us here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if, if we even bring back, you know, we pan back a little bit and look at even the roots of this, it was one of your sisters, Jenny yes. and Shelly, who started this journey for me. Yeah. And one of your sweetheart sisters, who I just love, said, you know, you, she actually said, you got to fix your hair. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I think I had some uh, bad do going on. And uh, I mean, the cut was okay, but, she was, sister's gotta but cut she, was, she was not okay with my color. And she said, <laughs> she said you got to see my, my sister, Shelly. Yeah. She is amazing with hair. And this was when you were in the beauty industry. And so- yes. I, I went and saw you. And from the moment that I met Shelly, I mean, yes. just, it was this instant connection. It was just instant energy. Beyond us. It yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. And so yes. it was like just this knowingness. And then it spread. Then I met Jenny. And again, it was this instant connection. And I would like to say a base or like what you're saying, I had never met you when I introduced Hannah to you. I had never met you. I just knew of you. So that's interesting too. Like on this journey, I had heard of Stephanie through my two sisters and both of them loved her and they would just tell me these stories about how you look into her eyes and you're in another world and how amazing you were. And so, and I knew, you know, obviously that you were a therapist. And so it came into a conversation with Hannah at, and, and I a few months before her passing that I felt like it just came to me like a light bulb, like you need to see Stephanie, like somebody whispered it in my ear. And it was weird because I was thinking like, uh, should I say that? And so I said it and she got, she had a lot of pain in her life. And so she was scared and she cried and said, I don't know if I can do that. And then ended up deciding like 10 minutes later, I can do that. And so Shelly connected. I told Shelly and she called Stephanie and Stephanie said, well, let me have a consultation with her. And then it went from there and you saw her the last Mm -hmm. several months of her life every week. Right, right. And that was such an honor to be able to be a part of of her transition. And what a gift. What a gift that was. And and the day that I met Sarah was at the funeral. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that she had you at that time. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So so there's this amazing serendipity. And now this group has come together and we're, you know, working together to put out some amazing content into the world. And one of the ways that we're doing that is through some women's groups. We're going to be talking a little bit later about uh, something called Hula Hope. And it's, it's a workshop for women. And we're also, we've been collaborating and the, this group is going out today to the schools doing the Life Loves You project with fourth and fifth graders. So it's, you know, again, it's not just talking about it, it's living it. One of the things that I do want to talk about is this thing about how women can sometimes be each other's worst enemies. I've heard other women say, and sometimes a client will say to me, you know, oh my gosh, I work for a woman or, you know, I'm in office with a bunch of women and it's not said in any kind of positive light. It's more like it's more difficult. Like sometimes women can be even a more harsher critic of one another instead of being each other's allies. Yes. And and how important that is that we start learning how to show up for each other, how we learn to support each other in different ways than maybe in the past. And and women oftentimes see each other as competitors. Yes. You know, it's like we're we're competing and and some of that may go into like we haven't always felt like we had equality. Mm -hmm. Yes. That may be a piece of it. And also 
like what we're fighting for our men. And so we're in competition with each other. So I, I want us to, I, you know, if you guys will open this up for conversation now, speaking a little bit about what is the importance of creating true sisterhood. And, and so, you know, we've kind of talked a little bit about our roots, how we got together and these wonderful things. But what about when you don't have that maybe serendipitous event, but you're working with other women or you're in groups with other women? Let's talk about the importance of creating sisterhood and how you do it. Well, I was going to say that with a lot of the people that I work with and I do EFT tapping sessions with, there's so much fear of judgment and there's so much comparison and there is so much of that like fear of just standing out and taking up space. And it's just, it doesn't feel good. And it's, it's really nice to be able to help these women voice that and then have them come out on the other side feeling like, oh, I have been looking at this wrong or I, I didn't realize this or that. So that's powerful. But I feel like when we are able to see each other for who we truly are, and I feel like we do so well in groups. Like It's so crazy to me that it's turned this way with women, that, that people feel like that in offices and stuff like that. Because when we're together, I feel like we're more powerful than anything on this planet. Mm-hmm. We can change everything we want. We, we can make this the most loving place. We have that power as mm-hmm. women in big groups, like together in a mass, like we're more, we're better together. Absolutely. You know, and, and so I'm curious, like part of what you're finding, what it sounds like is that we actually, you know, we might be being really critical of each other, but where that's really stemming from is an inner critic. Yes. And right. so as yes. we are harshly judging ourselves, absolutely, then we're projecting that outwards. Well, I was just going to say, like, I was talking about all of this for me stems from love and um, everything that I do comes from this realization that if we love ourselves, then we can love other people and we can stop feeling judged. We can stop judging. We can be more aware. And so I think, you know, and, and how do we... How do we get there? How do we love ourselves? And we've been hearing a lot of this lately, you know, people, you know, saying horrible things about their bodies or the way that they look. And even, you know, in situations in offices when people are being catty or, you know, I also did hair and worked in a salon and that can overtake, you know, the environment and it makes you feel terrible and it makes everybody around you feel terrible. And so to me, it's just bringing that energy in. So how do we stop that? For me, it's, you know, I have found this self-love. I I can look at myself in the mirror and genuinely love myself. And so that's what I project on other people. And of course, there's a lot of different tools and things that I use to to do that. But those things are available and we want to share them. Well, yeah. Talk, talk a little bit about what are some of the tools that you use? Like if you, like in your daily routine, what do you use to help cultivate self-love? Because I think that's the essential piece here as yes. we're sharing this message right. that we want to help encourage other people to do. Well, I do a couple of things every single day. Um, and these things are practices for me. Um, I use meditation, which I started, Shelly was talking about the Miracle Morning, that she saw that book sitting out for months. And it was because that was like a, a thing. It was like a Bible for me. I was doing it and using it and I was changing and I was learning all of these things. And one of them was this mindfulness So, you know, I had all these excuses like I have four little kids and I breastfeed two at a time and I do all of these things and I don't have time for me. And then I realized through that book, you know, the first thing like I need to make time for me. So I do need to wake up a little bit early and I would sit on my couch at five o'clock in the morning and turn on these guided meditations telling me to find this quiet place. And honestly, I was like, what? in the heck am I doing? This is so weird. 
Like I did it, but I did it. I did it every day for 10 minutes and I, I had no idea what I was doing. And so I've been doing that now for five years and now I can get into meditation very quickly and it changes everything from me for me. I, you know, connect with my higher self and I connect with what it is I need to do to help myself and love myself and then be able to share that with my family and friends in the world. So meditation and then hula hooping is another huge thing that I do for self-love. It makes me feel amazing. It's a wonderful physical activity to do. I can express myself through movement. I've been doing this for about a year and a half. I was really intimidated it or intimidated by it when I first got the hula hoop. I was like, yeah, right. I am too old to do this. I'm 37, so I was, you know, 30, almost 36 when I got this and I was like, Oh, that's for young, hot chicks to do. Like, I can't do that. And turns out I can and I do. And it's a daily practice and it helps me with stress. It makes me feel like a hot chick and I <laughs> love it. It makes me feel good. My kids do it every day. I play with my kids. My husband does it. It's so fun. Well, and it seems like when I, some of my clients or other friends I share, you know, hey, we're doing, you know, this hula hooping, they're like, what? Like that, yes. like that's, it's a that's around it's a still? Toy, it's a kid's right? toy, yes. So, So two things that I, I want to comment to that you said, and, and one of them is the importance of consistency. And that's, you know, showing up for yourself, even if it's just 10 minutes in the morning. You start with that. And that is how you start cultivating inner peace. It's how you, you know, cultivate calm. And out of that place really is where self-love comes from. And so one of the things I speak to a lot, I, I talk about it in my book, I talk about it with my clients, is showing up and allowing yourself to be priority in your own life. Yes, absolutely. You know, and, and as mothers and as women, we, we tend to do that. We're caretakers and we take care of everyone else. And the essential piece of really doing that for yourself so that then truly, I mean, you know, we, we always heard, oh, love yourself first and then you'll have more to give. But there really is a reality to that. And so as we replenish, as we renew, as we revive ourselves and focus on that place within us, we really are filling up our cup. We are. Yes. And everything changes. Everything changes. And it's like a thing all of a sudden. And it's you, you do love yourself and you do the things. And then everybody notices and there's a change. I'm Kev Cat, and I host No Code Radio, the weekly hour-long show dedicated to spotlighting musicians within the LGBTQIA community. You can listen to the show every Friday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at NoCo FM. That's N-O-C-O dot F-M. Hey friends, this is Charles with NoCo FM, the podcast network and streaming radio station dedicated to creating diverse shows just like this one and the numerous others that we help produce. We hope you'll consider becoming a supporter on Patreon, which helps us pay our hosts, produce more shows, and allows us to give back to nonprofits in Northern Colorado. Not only do you become part of our community, but giving also gets you access to an incredible selection of exclusive content from all of our creators, starting at just $2 a month. To get started now, just visit noco.fm slash patron and sign up. Once again, that's N-O-C-O dot F-M slash patron. Hope you have a fantastic start to 2019. We've got some big things coming your way. Now, 
back to the show. All you have to do is start with that 10 minutes. And from there, the answers come to you and the mm-hmm. things come to you. And it used to be like when you first start on this journey, because this is, you know, for me also, I feel like it took like a big orchest- orchestration, whatever, like like a big thing. If I was just like, can I have five minutes to myself or can I go for a run? And it took like me making sure everything was going to be fine so I could leave for a few minutes to take care of myself. And now... I put my running shoes on and I'm like, see you guys in 40 minutes. Yep. And I walk out. Yeah. Because it's like, so it doesn't happen overnight. And I know a lot of moms, you know, they look at me and they're like, I don't understand how you can take care of yourself and your four kids and your husband travels or he's busy, you know, all day. And it's just, it didn't happen like that. It was like a few minutes here, a few minutes there. It turned into this like needing and wanting that because it filled me up so much. And then it turned into like a habit. And now it's just who I am. Yesterday, my toddler did not want to go in the stroller for me to for for me to run. He was like, "No," and I was like, "Oh yes, <laughs> we are yeah, going. We're running." Yeah, because we the thing, run. yeah, because the thing that happens to me is like I told him he's three and a half, and I said, "You know, we could skip the run, but you'll have a cranky mom, mm-hmm. right? Or we right. can, or we can right. go on the run, and we're yes. gonna have a blast today." Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's really the truth. And so for me, like something that came to me during that run yesterday actually was self-love. It's not taking away from anybody. It's not taking away time from your kids. It's mm-hmm. not taking away time from your home or whatever you need to do that you should be doing that you think you should be doing. It really is about the massive amount of quality and love that you are able to give from because of the time you took to yourself. And, you know, I, I think as we're speaking about cultivating self-love and then tying it into the importance of then how we can connect to each other. And we, you know, we kind of started with this thing of how do we create sisterhood? Yes. Um, Shelly, can you speak to that? I feel for me that it all started with feelings of unworth first when you're separated. I feel like we all have this separation and it begins at childhood. I noticed it in my kids and we feel separate. But if we can just open up to that, there is this love and this light within that we can just slowly look up at the person next to us. I don't know how many times I walk down the street and I will look at somebody in the eyes and smile and say hi, and they will just not look at me. People are so separate, whether it's women or men, and we feel like we don't want to intrude on people's spaces. So I think just stepping out of your box and connecting with somebody, if you have a neighbor or a coworker and you notice somebody's having a bad day, maybe you're having a super bad day and you could just connect with them and say, Hey, I'm feeling like this because I personally, like I, I have challenges. Like I feel like I love myself, but there are days where I'm like, Ooh, and I will doubt myself. But when I can reach out to Stephanie or to my sister, Jenny, or to Sarah and be like, I'm feeling like this, like it's hard. We can bond with each other and we can we can have this sisterhood, but we have to try to do things that are out of our comfort zone. Because when I was totally in my comfort zone, I felt more alone. I didn't feel like I was good enough. I didn't feel deserving. And now that I've taken these small steps and I'm in a women's group with you, Stephanie, that is wonderful. Which is outside of this Which group. Which is outside of this. Is it's a, a random separate. acts of kindness yes. women's group. Yeah. Which I never in a million years would have thought I could be a part of something like that to voice how I feel vulnerably and just say my truth. And people are really open. 
I was judging myself and people actually do. They love me because I can take the time and I can love myself. Well, and you show up as your authentic self. I, yes. I do. I, I think it's interesting too, because Shelly mentioned that there are, Shelly and I come from a big family. We have four sisters and three brothers. Yes. Um, and so we are, it is really natural to have sisters for us. Like we had sisters and all that goes along with being sisters and you know, we love all of our sisters and they're so amazing and there's nothing we wouldn't do for them to, you know, emotionally support them, physically support them in any way possible. And so for me, at least I can say like that's ingrained in me. And so it's really natural for me to want to reach out to Stephanie or to Sarah or to any other woman for that matter and really hear her and really support her and love her and really help her see that like she's not alone and that... I have nuggets and I will share them with you and I will <laughs> yeah. sit with you while you cry. I will rub your feet and your back when you have your baby. Like I will help you nurse and I will be there for you. And it doesn't matter what I have going on in my life. Like you matter. And, you know, like that sisterhood is real and we all deserve that. It's our birthright to feel yes. supported and loved. And we all understand and we're all interested in each other's experiences, which is why social media is so huge. And people look, follow people and watch their story. People want to connect and they want to be part of something. Yeah. Well, and we have an innate need. We are literally interdependent people. Yes. Even though people and women, you know, even more so nowadays feel like, okay, I've got to be this island in and of myself. Yeah. I, I'm going to be superwoman and take care of everything alone. And, you know, unfortunately, it's not everyone got the wonderful experience of having sisters. Right. No. And I think that's, you know, part of this message. I think it's important is that we can cultivate sisterhood. Yes. Even if you weren't born with sisters or even if you didn't, you know, you're not the person who feels comfortable reaching out because a lot of people don't feel comfortable no. reaching out. So maybe it starts with, like, as we've talked about, you know, doing some of your own self-practice where you yes. start cultivating that love inside of you. And like Shelly, you shared it at one point, you didn't know that you deserved it. No. And and yes. so to start as you grew in self-love, then you were able to show up as yourself yes. and for yourself more and have more of your voice. Yes. And it sounds like as you did that, then you were able to really actualize this interconnectedness yes. that we share. And, and allow women to show up for you. I think that's part of it. We have to allow, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, Other I, women to be that, that piece for us. And I wonder if they even know that it's possible. Right. If women even know that that's a thing, that that's a relationship you can have. Mm -hmm. And Sarah, you might want to talk on this because I think it's, I think you, you we know what we're thinking. Yes. <laughs> well, I have this thought because I wanted to say that I feel like when we, where we are right now doesn't have to be the way it was for our moms and their moms. And I think that we have this, we have this view of what this looks like. You know, if I look back, it's like, it looks like, oh, I got to do this by myself while my husband's at working. I got to deal with everything. I'm not allowed to say how I feel because then I look weak and I can't talk about it because people think that I'm strange or weird and they're thinking they're probably the only one struggling. So-and-so down the street has it all together and I don't. So I can't say something because I don't want to be judged. Mm -hmm. So all these fears are coming up about judgment and critique and like comparison and jealousy and all these things are happening. And so that's maybe where we just need to remember that we don't have to do it that way anymore, that we can do this how it feels good. And I think that the more we show up, you know, because I, I am an Instagram like lover because I that's my love language right now because I'm able to to share where I'm at and I feel really comfortable and supported in that space. But I also have this amazing sisterhood right here where I can say this was 
this is how I'm feeling right now, whether it's good or bad, it's either celebrated or supported. And I'm not alone. And whatever I've gone through, like, I don't know if this is okay to say, but I had to ask Jenny yesterday, do you sometimes pee your pants? Because I have had four kids and <laughs> yeah. I don't know yes. if, I, if I don't make it to the potty. Yeah. Like I have, I have I a said, problem. Do I sometimes pee my pants? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, awesome. like, do you know, like, this is something that like, if we were like, we feel so comfortable in a conversation like that. But if we were, didn't you, Shelly, say something about like uh, to the moms and with the babies at yoga that it's okay to feel sexy It's okay and to feel sexy. And, and they, they were, were like, all so awkward. Like, what? Yeah. Sexy? I just had a baby. I'm disgusting. Yeah. No, you're beautiful. Yeah. You're amazing. Yeah. And that's yeah. something crazy that happened for me when Jenny introduced the hula hoop to me <laughs> was that I got to move a part of my body that I was not even considering part of my body anymore. It was like this place, this thing right here in this midsection has had four babies, twins. Wow. It, it was It's destroyed. And I am now moving it because there's no other way for me to keep this hoop up. So all of a sudden, I'm the center of the universe. And I it's my momentum that needs to move this hoop. And I'm moving this part of my body that I didn't know I could move anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just gives you like, wow, I can actually do these things. And I think it takes curiosity and playfulness and being vulnerable and being okay. Like saying, you know, having people that you can talk to that so that they can say, hey, that's happening for me too. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, yes. okay. Yeah. And being open to try new things. Yes. I think we get so stunted in the ability to step out of our box and try new things like hula hooping or even my whole intention with going to yoga teacher training was to start some movement with hula hoop and with yoga. And I had no idea what that looked like for me, but then I just started playing around and it is so fun because as much as I love yoga, it gets so serious and stern and I wanted to create something completely different. So I found this amazing peace and this playfulness with the hula hoop where you can be gentle and calm and playful and sexy. Mm -hmm. And I am loving it. And yeah, the and feedback you know, is amazing. And you know what? Your kids don't care if you do everything right. No. They want to see a happy, fun mom. So like yes. mm-hmm. there's so much of this journey for me that's been like, oh, I'm allowed to be playful. Right. I'm allowed to be, to be serious silly. mom. No. Well, and, and I can speak to that too because the first time that we were all over at Jenny's house doing hula hooping <laughs> – um, you know, I, I was so cerebral and that's a piece for me where I will get Your into brain. this perfectionist thing. And the thing with the hula hoop, it's not just that you have it go round and round your middle. It's also that you're using it just to dance with it and, yes. and make movement. And we were doing this thing where you just are actually circling the hoop around with your hands. And it was so funny because at first I was so in my head about it yeah. that I was like, I got to do this just right. Okay. Hand at 12, <laughs> hand at six, hand at three. You know, I was just, mm-hmm. and, and it was so rigid. You know, Jenny, you really helped me with that. You just stood in front of me and you just kept saying, okay, just flow with it. Just flow with yes. it. Get out of your head, get into your body. And as soon as I was able to release that, it was, it was just it this. Was magic part, it was, it was amazing. amazing. I mean, it gives it, it gives me the chills yeah. to talk about it now because it was just this fluid movement and yes. it really was, it was like, and, and as, and I think as women in particularly too, as we become moms and, and what I'm hearing and we're talking about, and, and even I think as women, as we age, sometimes we can go, oh, I don't feel sexy anymore. Yes. And that having sensuality and, and, and feeling sexual in our own bodies that that's okay. Um, and that we can, we can have all of it. You know, we can have, as women, we play many roles. So we are, we're the friend, we're the mother, and we also have this beautiful sexual element to who we are and we're the creators, right? We create life in this world. So, you know, pretty amazing gifts. I do want to speak just for a moment about the workshop that is not just the workshop, but really the work that is Hula Hope and where that came from. 
So as we're winding down on time now. Hula Hope is a mini retreat to help encourage self-love. So we have included four workshops. And I think all of us maybe touched on the different things in the workshops that we um, are offering. Um, So Hula Hope is a self-love mini retreat that is going to offer a whole bunch of tools and tools and support. So you know, we want to have a place that women can come and be their authentic self and share their truths and open up and and leave feeling super excited. We just want women to know that they're loved and supported. And we're creating a sisterhood to me is what Hula Hope is all about. Yeah. So Hula Hope, instead of Hula Hoop, it's Hula Hope. Without saying yes. Hula Hope. Yes. <laughs> I know, I know well, after doing this. It's just honestly, and I mentioned this, it's finding your ability to love yourself. Yes. It's been yeah. created to help women do that because it's not always easy and it's it's a journey. It's a lifetime. And so even those of us sitting around this table – we have to work on this stuff like every, every single day. day, you know, like we have all the tools, we know all the things, like I said before, but we use them, we need them. And so we want you to have them. And so and yeah, we can, and we're sharing so much on our Instagram and Facebook, just giving our authentic self and telling our stories and helping women feel like they're not alone when you're having that yucky, gross day when you don't get out of your jammies and don't put makeup on. And it's pretty cool to see the feedback and the support that we are all sisters and we are all in this together. And I think one of the important pieces too that Jenny, you just shared. So, and I think that's one of the important points, Jenny, that that you shared is that, you know, oftentimes people will get on this path of whether you call it spirituality or enlightenment or self-love. And they think, okay, now I have to be perfect at this. Yeah, And no it's really important <laughs> that I have clients say this to me. I have other friends say this to me, like, when do we arrive? Or once I'm evolved, I will never have conflict or problems or challenges in my life. And that's not true. Not true. You know, we all have a, a daily practice and we utilize these tools every day and life happens. And the beautiful thing about utilizing these tools is when we do we're able to deal with whatever those challenges are at a much more, instead of being reactive, we're able to utilize the resources inside of us and respond in a much more beautiful or or deep way so that those challenges don't rock us. They don't derail us. And so not that they don't happen. And I think that's an important point. Yeah. It's not that things don't happen. It's just what you do when they do happen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So this Hula Hope workshop and continuing workshops were really developed to help women have resources that where they can really embrace their bodies, number one have fun, let go of old programming. And also my section in it is creating vision of hope. So it's like breaking through old limiting beliefs and creating a vision where we actually create a template for ourselves. How do we move into this kind of greater version of ourselves? And so each one of us, Sarah doing the tapping during this, Shelly doing some hula hoop yoga, and Jenny doing this hoop dance. It's going to be incredible and a wonderful gift. So if anyone wants more information on Hula Hope, where do they get that? You can follow us on Instagram at Hula Hope FC, uh, H-U-L-A-H-O-P-E-F-C, as in Hula Hope Fort Collins, and Facebook, Hula Hope FC. Or check out our website at www.hula-hope, 
com, and you can register there. Well, this has been just a wonderful time to connect with each one of you. And I just thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your gifts and just bringing this light and this love to our community and out to our world. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stephanie. So much of what I got out of our conversation today was the importance of cultivating and creating sisterhood, and that starting within each one of us, we can begin to create that spark of self-love and self-acceptance, and how important that is, because as we do that, we're able then to see each other in a new way. We're able to see each other through a lens of love and light, and so we're better able to connect with our sisters. We're better to connect with each other. And truly, whether you're male or female, I think this is really an important journey for each one of us. The importance of doing our own inner work, showing up, having consistency, even if it's five or 10 minutes each morning, that we show up and we allow ourselves to feel into our deeper selves and our higher selves and realize that we already have all the gifts, all the strength, all the wisdom that we're seeking externally right there inside of us. So as we focus on this place, we can begin to see and notice the subtle changes, the subtle shifts that allow us then to become more interconnected with one another. The importance too of cultivating sisterhood, whether you are a sister or whether you're not, that as women, the important part for all of us right now is to show up as our best selves and be able to open our hearts to our soul sisters, whether we are related or not, and to see each other as that. As we extend our love and extend our light with one another, we realize that we can show up for each other in the most amazing ways and bring more health, healing, not only to ourselves, but to one another, and then extend that out to the greater world. There is so much that we can do to change what's happening in our world today. And oftentimes we can get caught in the helplessness of the politics or what's going on around us environmentally. We can be a piece of that change. I think for each one of us, it does start with our inner work and we can cultivate that and we can all become brothers and sisters where we're showing up and bringing our health, healing and our gifts to one another and helping to truly change this planet and help usher in this new era of awareness, of peace, and change. Remember, The Spark is your show too. If you have questions, feedback on the show, or if you're going through something and need a little help, we'd love to hear from you. Continue the conversation with us at our website, thesparkpod.com, and on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. New episodes of The Spark air Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Mountain. To make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. The show is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional and should not be considered medical advice. If you're having a mental or physical health crisis, please seek treatment immediately. The Spark is produced by NOCO Media Limited, which is solely responsible for its content. Thanks again for listening. This has been The Spark, igniting your best life. I'm Stephanie James.
stand by me. Whenever you're in trouble, won't you stand by me? Oh, stand by me. Oh, stand by me. Oh, stand by me. This has been a production of NOCO FM.